0: Hi everyone, Dr. B here. Welcome to the show. This is a podcast where you can ask a dentist. You're not going to get specific dental advice, I'm sorry, but you're certainly going to get a in-detail discussion in regards to your question. So, And we do have a question today from Lisa. The question is about the oral microbiome. It's a great question. If you have a question, please go to speakpipe.com slash ask the dentist and you can ask your question. I hope I'm able to provide you with something that is useful so that when you do, you do go see your dentist you get a better outcome. And that's essentially what we've been about at it's to empower the patient and to look for root causes and the big picture and prevent problems with oral health from occurring. Oral health is a big deal, it's connected to systemic health and overall health. So, anyway, here's Lisa's question. This is probably one of the most important topics in oral health. It's a rather recent kind of addition to the training of a dentist, so, not all dentists are on board, not on board, but they're not equipped to discuss it. So listen carefully, and we will try and answer Lisa's question.
1: Hi, doctor. I have a question about the oral microbiome. What can I do to make mine be at its optimal level? I don't really know. I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, brush twice a day, floss, occasionally oil pull with coconut oil, use natural toothpaste that don't have fluoride. Is there something that you chew to reintroduce your microbiome? I have a lot of problems with my teeth and always have. I would like to, if that's possible, maybe I do mouth taping. I don't know what else to try. But at 64, I still have dental issues and I would like to try to keep my teeth. So I'm thinking maybe it's a microbiome issue or a pH issue. Any advice I'd be really appreciative. Thank you.
0: Thanks Lisa. So as I said that's this is a very important question and there's a lot to talk about. I probably won't cover it all but I'm going to try and be specific and answer some of your specific queries. So you're looking to have optimal oral health via a optimizing your oral microbiome and That is exactly what you want to be asking or concerned about. So I'm very glad that you asked that question. I mean, that you know to ask that question. And this is a question that if you haven't already asked your dentist, for everyone out there, this is an important question. So how do we know what an optimal oral microbiome is? Are there tests for it? I'm going to try and talk about all this. So in your case, Lisa, you mentioned diet. I didn't get a lot of detail there, but diet has to be optimal. Just like the gut microbiome, you can't feed it sugar. You can't feed it carbohydrates. You can't feed it industrial seed oils. These are all gut microbiome disruptors. And once the gut microbiome is off, there are a lot of things downstream that will occur. Your immune system is suppressed, and overall, your health will be affected. You'll be suffering from a lot of inflammation. And the same goes for the oral microbiome. There are differences. I'm not sure a synthetic or a industrial seed oil is as bad in the mouth as it is in the gut. If it's in the mouth, it's going to go to the gut. So that is a problem. But here's the thing. The mouth is a little different than the gut. It does feed the gut. So whatever the oral microbiome is determines a lot of what the gut microbiome is. So they are linked. It's not necessarily linked in the other direction, the gut back towards the mouth. And and that's not something I want to get into. There could be some connections, but it's not as much of a concern. But diet is very important. There are bacteria in your mouth. There are different biomes. there's one on your tongue, slightly different from the one on your oral mucosa on your cheeks. It's slightly different from the oral microbiome that's in your plaque or biofilm layer on your teeth. The oral pharynx, the back of the throat there are differences and each of these colonies of bugs have their specific purpose, for example, the bugs on in the biofilm on the teeth, and I know you think biofilm or plaque is a dirty word, and we're always trying to remove it and disinfect it but That biofilm is very necessary. This is one of the few inanimate objects in the body that poke out of the body, and it needs a cover. It needs a way to remineralize, and that's what the biofilm does. So, removing it completely, thank goodness, is not possible because it grows back. If you were to brush aggressively and remove the biofilm in its entirety, it would grow back within 20, 30 minutes. So, the biofilm in your mouth, in the oral environment, and I'm including the nose, back of the nose, front of the nose, the turbinates, All these little populations are very important and they help regulate and systems, biological systems. They have downstream effects throughout the whole body. They reduce inflammation and they also protect the mouth. The mouth is very vulnerable. That's how COVID gets into your lungs, through the mouth. So the mouth needs a lot of protecting. So these orifices that aren't closed most of the time or sealed up, like the nose and the mouth, they need protection. They need a very active biome, and immune function or immune action. So to answer your question, if you could eat like a carnivore diet or a paleo diet, no sugar, no carbs, and I know a lot of you are saying, okay, well, that's not possible, and I get that, and I'm not perfect in that regard, and if I'm looking to sneak a carb in there, I try and make it the best carb possible, and we can talk about that if you want in a later question. Go ahead and ask that question. What is the best carb to eat if you're going to eat carbs for the oral microbiome? But if you can do that and mouth tape, or maybe already your lips are sealed when you're not speaking, when you're not eating, and when you're sleeping, for example, when you're reading or watching TV, if your mouth is closed, and that's fine. I don't trust myself at night, even though I am a nose breather. My mouth does fall open. And the minute that happens, within minutes, the pH in your mouth will change. It starts drying out. And the more forward located biomes like the anterior teeth, the tip of your tongue, those dry out faster and those biomes change a lot quicker due to the pH change than do the biomes further back. So there's already a population change. There's a disruption of the biome with mouth breathing. So mouth taping is a great idea. Diet. Again, a paleo diet, lots of protein, very few carbs. If you do eat a carb, make sure it's a very healthy carb. Stay away from industrial seed oils. Certainly sugar is out of the question if at all possible. And that includes beverages as well. I noticed you said you eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. Vegetables are fine. Fruits have a lot of sugar in them. And I, again, the paleo diet does consider eating a lot of fruits as an issue. And I would consider that to be an issue in terms of the oral microbiome. Again, occasional apple, maybe that's okay. But if you're having problems, I would try and reset your diet and try that for a few months and see if that helps. Genetics are always at play. Some teeth will decay more rapidly than others. It depends on how they form. That's a tough one. You have to talk to your dentist about that. Ask him or her if you have deeply invaginated grooves. The minute you start eating any kind of fermentable carbohydrate, those grooves will start decaying or demineralizing. If they dry out, even though you're not eating carbs, they could demineralize because you can't get in there with a toothbrush and toothpaste. You mentioned toothpaste. I would be very wary of toothpaste, especially toothpaste today, modern toothpaste. There are very few toothpastes out there that are completely safe for your mouth. Most toothpastes have surfactants and they have emulsifiers. And that's just the beginning. I'm not including all the bactericidal elements that they put in there to disinfect the mouth. I'm just talking about the chemicals that are in there to make a large kind of homogenous, well-mixed batch of toothpaste. And these are the emulsifiers, surfactants, and they will dry out your oral mucosa. They will break cell walls. They will break apart your colonies of plaque in a way that is not healthy, and that will disrupt your oral microbiome. The question is, is to what degree, and it depends on the toothpaste, how often you use it, do you have a dry mouth. If you do have a dry mouth for how long, how long are those low pH events or acidic pH events? And then what kind of diet do you introduce that complicates that? What kind of carbohydrate-based diet or processed food diet will complicate that? So I've thrown a lot of things in there, probably not very well organized, but these are things that you have to consider when it comes to oral microbiome. It's complicated. It's multifactorial. And this is why you really need to see a dentist that can have this conversation with you. And there are not a lot of them out there. I would seek out a functionally minded dentist. If you're interviewing dentists, you can ask, or looking for a dentist, you can ask the office manager, your first contact with the office, and and ask, you know, is the oral microbiome discussed in your office? And if they have to go running and back and ask the dentist, maybe that's a bad sign. But you can also go to our, we have a functional provider locator list on our website on askthedentist.com. It's on the upper right. It's a URL that is. is is titled Find a Dentist, and these dentists are trained to look at that. Now, I mentioned testing, and as a clinician, as a scientist, as a provider of healthcare, we're always looking for ways of verifying the work that we do. And, and unfortunately, we don't have clear-cut ways of measuring whether you're, and again, this refers back to your original question of whether your oral microbiome is optimal or not. And we're working on that. There are lots of tests out there, but it's all in how you interpret the results. And that's all over the map right now. So we at Ask the Dentist, we are really working on finding a test that works well. And we're not developing one necessarily, but we're looking for tests that functional providers can use to give a patient an idea on, on a regular basis. Every six months you come in, you get a quick little test and you can go home and sleep well knowing that your oral microbiome is set. It's the same story with the gut microbiome. How do you measure the gut microbiome? There are a lot of practitioners that are attempting this, and it's difficult to assay and to correlate with other tests and results and other practitioners and to know what is normal. And again, here's the clincher. Everyone is unique when it comes to their biome, whether it's the biome underneath your armpit or on your scalp. The brain now probably has a biome. Lungs have a biome. Everyone's unique with their biome, the gut microbiome. So that makes things very complicated. So I probably didn't answer your question that well. I think I did give you a few tips on what to do. Stay away from fluoridated toothpaste. I think the thing I want to end with is toothpaste. That's typically where people have a problem with the oral microbiome. And they think they're doing a great job. But they're using a toothpaste that disrupts the biome every time they use it with these emulsifiers and surfactants. I would stop using toothpaste altogether. Because most toothpaste, even natural ones, have essential oils in them. That's bactericidal. They have these emulsifiers, even though they're natural emulsifiers or surfactants. Instead of sodium lauryl sulfate, it's a coconut-derived emulsifier. I mean, it's a soap. That's what an emulsifier is. And So try that for a period of up to six months, maybe even 12 months. Brushing and flossing should be fine. My only reservation there is that you wouldn't be getting hydroxyapatite. That's an amazing biomimetic Natural ingredient that you're seeing in toothpaste now, but you can get that in tablet form. So we have a product on our website. Go to products I like. Again, it's up on that upper right hand corner. It's a pull down menu, and there's a product there called Bite B I T E, and they have that hydroxyapatite in tablet form. That's the only ingredient. Maybe there's some binders in there, but there's there are no emulsifiers. So chew on that two or three times a day. Don't use toothpaste, brush and floss. Don't use a mouthwash. Keep your mouth closed, especially at night. Eat a perfect dental diet. Look at Stephen Lynn DDS's book, The Dental Diet. Look to that for some guidance on what that dental diet is. And that should do it. Unless you've got inflammation in your mouth and some gum disease and you're getting cavities every other visit or every visit, you probably are okay. And if not, then you need to have this conversation and apply all this knowledge all at once and be vigilant. So, again, Lisa, I hope that answers your question. It's a tough one, but I'm glad we're discussing it. It's something new. It's as new as the gut microbiome, and we know so little about it. But it's important that we discuss it because it's pretty much the root of all issues, most issues in oral health. If that's the case, then it's directly related to a lot of systemic issues as well, because we know that oral health and systemic health are intimately connected in so many different ways. So, anyway, I hope that answers the question about the oral microbiome. I'm sure I'm going to be discussing more of it with other questions, and I'll try and be more specific. We do have a lot of information on our website about the oral microbiome, and you're going to continue seeing a lot more as it comes down the pipe. Again, there are a lot of new studies coming out, and I am very excited to be discussing this as a dentist because it explains a lot, a lot of stuff that we didn't know about even 10 years ago. I certainly didn't get this in dental school. Anyway, that's it for our show today. If you'd like to ask me a question, like the one Lisa asked, a very complicated question, uh, an important one, head to Speakpipe, speakpipe.com slash ask the dentist. I'll listen to it, and if it has application towards others and discussing it and so that we can all learn from this, then I will pull it up on this show and discuss it in detail. Again, thanks for asking that question, Lisa. We'll see everyone in the next show. Love you all. If you are enjoying this podcast, please take a moment to leave a review. This will help others discover the same oral health information that you've been using to optimize your overall health. As always, I appreciate your support and your reviews.
1: Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com directory and search or find a dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.